Popcorn, the life of Mode 9, the podcast. So yeah, I moved to Lagos in um, January 2005. Now, I was a Lagos dude before going to Abuja. I was, I was brought up in Lagos when we came back from uh, London. We lived in Lagos, man. For most of my life, I've been in Lagos. So, but I actually started doing my music proper. Like people started like taking note of Mode Nine from when I was doing my music in in Abuja. So, they just clearly thought that hey, he's from the north. When I went to Lagos and I do the little interviews here and there, the, oh, they always ask me one question: Hey, when are you gonna go back? I was like. I just realized that if I tell them I'm not going back, there's a problem. So I'm like, oh, I'm going back next week. So I was always lying to them. Like, I'm, go- I'm going back next week. So I think after like a few weeks, I started getting cash flow was low. I stayed in my brother's house. And sometimes I'll be inside the house. I'll be in the house doing, just sitting down, man, depressed. And my brother will come back. Aren't you going out? I'm like, uh, I'm not going out. And he would just give me some money. He was like, yo, you have to go out. You know, if nothing good will come to you sitting down at home. Now, this was before social media, before we had our phones, before we could jump on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, before you could do stuff with people. But now you can be at home and not leave your house and make all the money, do all the trading you want, do your Forex, do your videos, do your YouTube, your mukbang, your ASMR. You can do it from home now. But back then, you couldn't do squat diddly. You couldn't do nothing. So all I used to do was I didn't even have a laptop then. I didn't own a laptop. All I did was just sit down. I had a Walkman, a disc. I had a was it? A, yeah, it was a disc man. I had a disc man that I bought in Abuja. I had CDs, so I'll just be listening to music and you know trying to write here and there. So I used to go hang out with Sound Sultan and Babadi. Now listen, Babadi. Years before 2005, like three years before then, in 2002, when I left Abuja for a couple of months. And I was in Lagos. I hung out with Sultan and Babadi. They gave me my first paid show. That is why I got so much love for Sound Sultan and his brother Babadi. I was chilling in their house and everything. We we're just talking. And then there was a show that somebody gave them. They didn't want to go for the show, so Babadi took the phone from Sultan. He was hyping, the, hyping me. He was like, "Do you know Mode Nine? One of the baddest rapper based in Abuja. Whoa, 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 whoa. He sold." He sold me to the guy. And the guy said, okay, okay, yeah. I think the guy, the money that he, he paid me was like 70K. 70,000 naira was a lot of money then, man. For real though. So I did the show. You know, so it, it was a fashion show they had. It was two shows. One show in Port Harcourt. I think Rugged Man and Nomless were on that show too. One show in Port Harcourt, then one show in Lagos. So in the show in Port Harcourt, we first... 
I had there was an incident when we jumped on the bus because we were going. It was a it was a fashion show with models. So there was this guy called Charles, Mr. MTN. We're friends now. But then I didn't know who the hell he was, man. I was like, who the hell is this guy? I wanted to sit in the front. He wanted to sit in front. He, he just looked at me and he didn't know me. He was like, get down. I was like, get down what, man? I'm sitting down here. You're going to have to pull me down, man. It's going to be a thing. So the organizers just came. Ah, Mutnai, no, 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 Mutnai. Mutnai, don't travel with the models. No, no, no. Come and travel inside the car. So they took me. And I got, look, the car was actually very comfortable. I was in front. I was like, woo, this is way better than traveling. This is way better than traveling by, in that bus with the models. This is way better. And they have to hear all the noise because there were a lot of all these uh, female models. There were a lot of them. And then the guys were like, probably like four. And they were all talking. There's a guy, there was a guy, Gideon. I think he's the, uh, he, he was the junior brother of a girl that I went to school with, uh, Matilda. So he was there too, but he was a good guy. Gideon was a good guy. He was like, ah, oh, Mood, Mood, I like your music, da, 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 da. You know, we exchanged numbers. I went to the other car. So we started uh, our journey. Now, Port Harcourt, from Lagos to Port Harcourt by road is, is not a small journey, man. It's not short. It's a long journey. So we were going and then we lost them. I think their driver was a was a daredevil. So he was just driving, driving. Then when something went wrong, we blew a gasket. So we had to fix it. It took some hours to fix. You know what happens when you blow a gasket? It's no easy feat. We spent a lot of money fixing it. We fixed it and then we started out. We continued our journey and it was getting dark. So when we got to Ugeli, we just saw a, a trailer coming back. Fast and the guy just said, hey, 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 there are thieves, thieves are on the road, thieves are on the road. So what we did was that we just took a U-turn and we, there was a hotel by the road. We drove into the hotel and we booked rooms and we crashed, we slept till the next day to continue our journey because the guy actually showed us bullet holes in his trailer and they actually shot at his trailer. So. In the morning, we woke up and we just realized that the policeman that was supposed to be on that road were in the same hotel we were in. I was like, man, police, come on. You're supposed to protect us. Uh, but we made it. We made it to Port Alcohol. We got there. We did the show. Man, <laughs> the show, not too many people came for the show. But man, I didn't care, man. I was performing my heart out. The same thing with the second show in uh, in Lagos. Uh, that's where I met Tribesmen. But I'd met them before. I met them again, you know. Just hung out. They performed. They performed on that show. They didn't. They didn't perform in the Port Harcourt show, but they performed on in the uh, Lagos show. Lagos show was a bit better. It was better. It was at Muzon Center. It was cool, you know. So that's my experience. My first experience. Like my first paid show in. That's not not in Abuja. Like they paid me something that was like, yeah, some money that was like, I felt that was, yeah, that was good money. At that time, I was seriously considering like quitting rap. I was like, and then I talked to Lambo. Lambo was basically living in UK. And he was like, man, you're born in this in UK. You need to come back, come back. So yeah, I was trying to get my British passport too. And I was thinking, man, should I quit? And this was 2002, but I later, went back to Abuja 
continue my music. But then when I was done with uh, when I was done with rhythm, I found myself back in Lagos, hanging out with Sound Sultan. Sound Sultan, the reason why I respect him is because, you know, he just made everything really cool for me. There was a show that he was paid to perform, and he calls me and was like, Mo, we have a show. You know, we went to go and do the show in Ondo State. After the show, uh, I was walking and I saw the flyer on the floor and I picked it up because I never saw the flyer. And I looked at the show and I just said, uh, uh-oh, Sound Sultan, Azados, Babadi. My name wasn't even on the flyer. Then I asked one of the organizers, hey, who's my name? They were like, ah, no, no. Uh, uh, it was Sultan. Sultan just told us that, that you were going to come, man. Thank you for coming, man. They were thanking me. Thank you for coming. They actually thought I just came and I performed for them. But I got paid. Sultan was the one that gave me money. Then I realized Sound Sultan paid me out of the money they paid him. I was like, wow, man, that's a really good... If you get a one good person <laughs> in your whole career... Just thank God for that person. So I thank God for Sultan. He paid me out of his own money. He didn't have to do that. If he had just told me, hey, Mo Nine, we're gonna, we're gonna go do this show, I would have just gladly followed him and I would have performed because I was bored as hell. You know? And then that wasn't the only show that we went to. There was another show that they did for one milk uh company like that. Milksy, I think it was a oh, I've forgotten this guy's name, man. The guy that does a night of a thousand laughs. He was part of the organizers and uh, on our way to Benin to do the show, Lambo made fun of him for, I think three hours, it was three hours from Lagos to Benin, Lambo made fun of him for three hours and he laughed continuously for three hours, I would never forget that day. So it was just fun, you know, so 2005 was no joke, I was still trying to mm, find myself, I had no job, I actually hooked up with Kwame. Shout out to Kwame. Kwame was a really good dude. He supported guys. Kwame supported guys. Kwame actually wanted me to sign to his, He had a label that he was starting, but Kwame had his hands in too many pots. He was doing a lot of stuff. And the first studio I was told to go to, I went to the studio and there was nothing there. They had, they had equipment with dust. I was like, yo, man, I can't do this. Kwame is my main man, but I can't do this. So I just... I just quietly stepped aside and I started building with some other guys, hooked up with Iblis, was talking to Iblis for a while, uh, hooked up with the Thoroughbreds, the, re- the rest of the guys, BLX, rest in peace, Obi-Wan, all of them, we'll just meet at shows and we'll just, you know, sit down and talk. So I was just hanging with the Thoroughbreds most of the time, hanging with Ella Joe, and we used to go hang at uh, MGB's crib where MGB was living, we'll all be sleeping on the floor, you just see guys there, that's where we were doing our, we were hustling from there, so, those were the good days, man, those were the good days, so, uh, I went to a show, I went to a show, and uh, it was this dude, uh, Benga Shokefun, I knew Benga from when I went to, I was living in Abuja by that time, I went, they, they had a guru, guru, of a gangster came to Nigeria, rest his soul. That was in 2002, I think, 2002. Guru of gangster. So 
it was Benga that organized the main show. The main show had Sheisho Dimu, Idris Abdul Kareem, and then Guru, I think. But then after that, he decided to do something for the hip hop heads. So we went there to rap, audition, and then yeah, we got on the show. But the, the catch was, even we artists, the rappers that got on the show, we had to pay 500 bucks to get in. I think Solo D came and was like, yo, he hooked me a six foot plus up. So we went for the show. We performed for Guru, man. Guru came down. They didn't even allow us to get, you know, close to Guru. But after me and Six Foot Plus performed, Guru came down and he showed us love. We were hanging with Guru the whole day. So, yeah, those things were happening, man. So it was Benga Shokefun that organized that show. He's the brother, the senior brother of uh, T.Y. Bello from Kush. They were actually at the show, too. So I knew Benga from that time and... Uh, Benga said, hey, we're doing a little showcase. They had Asha at that point in time. EXO. EXO. This thing, Cashin Records was there. EXO. And a couple of other guys, you know. So they did this show. I was there. I performed. They loved it. Then I met Kevin Luciano. And then we started speaking. You know. Then Mike Magic used to front as my manager. Shout out to Mike Magic. So we're, we're just talking. Kevin is a, is a very magnetic person you know yeah he, he got stories for days so we were talking talking then he just told me hey man what are you doing on monday i was like eh, nothing much then he was like come see me in my office come see me in my office on monday man let's talk man i love your music let's talk let's talk business and everything then Binga said yeah Binga had this yeah he's on point you gotta be on point yeah so i said okay Talk to Mike Magic. My Magic said, yeah, man, Mode, man, right now, you need a label. You need to jump on this, man. So, at that time, there was another label that was, like, chasing me. Africa something. Africa on point or Africa something. Africa, United. Nah, I forgot the name of the label. They were chasing me, you know. It was J-Boy, Eddie Remedy's brother was knew the guy. So, he told me, yeah, the guys are serious. But me, I was like, the first person that shows that interest, boom, man, I'm on it. So, on the next episode, I'm going to talk about how I signed to Question Mark. Even though I didn't tell you how I left Payback Time Records, but technically, I didn't really leave. You know, Solo G just let me do my thing. You understand? Because he got into he got so busy doing the thing. The other guys basically went and they did other things. But yeah, the next episode is how I signed to Question Mark. I'll see you guys. Peace.